know if it's like, except I knew everybody at Walmart. No, I saw not wrong. Good morning. Can everybody hear me okay? Because I have to squat down. Hope everybody online is enjoying the show. Uh, just a few announcements for you this morning. Um, we are helping the Good Shepherd out tomorrow uh, with meal prep and delivery. So if you are interested in that or have some time available, even if it's just an hour, uh, we need all hands on deck. You can talk to Kathy. Is that right? Kathy over there in charge of of that. You can come deliver meals with me. That'll be fun. <laughs> um, the 14th, we're having a uh, like all-church family day at the beach. Which beach? At Pima Tunings Beach. Um, so everyone's welcome. More information on that to come, but if you can make it, it'll be a fun day in the sun. Hopefully it's not raining. Um, then the uh, Northwest District of the IFCA, which we are a part of, is hosting a family reunion day uh, at Ogilby in West Virginia, which is outside of Wheeling. So if you think about going to that, it'll be a great day of worship. Our worship team is leading worship at that. Uh, it'll be a good time just to reconnect with people from across the district that we haven't seen in a year, a year and a half. Uh, and then on the 28th, so the following, so it's like Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Um, Saturday the 28th, Frank Menhart will be here first thing in the morning uh, for the men's breakfast at 8. And then around 6.30 in the, uh, in the evening for a family service, uh, community service. So uh, come to that. He's awesome if you haven't heard him before. Um, he's been doing this for... 15 years or more here, so uh, we're thrilled to have him back. But I'm going to open us in prayer and then turn it over to worship. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this beautiful day that we've been given to, uh, to come out into your creation and worship you. And I just pray that as we head into this service that uh, you would do a work in us, Lord, that, you're, that our hearts and our minds would be open to what it is that you have to say today. Uh, be with Pastor as he delivers your word to us and just... Uh, help the worship team bring us into your presence this morning, God. We just thank you so much for, for life and for the opportunity to fellowship together. In your name, amen. All right, good morning. Um, we don't have our words today, but they're older songs. Hopefully you guys will know them. Um, so um, sing along. You can sit, stand, do, go wherever you'd like. <laughs> So let's worship the Lord together this morning. <laughs> 
because of your, your sacrifice for us, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, that we can trust in you and your grace is sufficient for us, Lord God. In the good times and in the bad times, we trust in you. Thank you, Lord God, that you give us all that we need. We rely on you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for, for this day. Thank you that, that you, have, you have made it great. You have made us glad. Thank you, Lord God, for the rest of the service. We ask that you that you help us to understand what you want to share with us and you communicate to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may have a seat. Amen. Good morning. Welcome to our outdoor picnic service. So who's excited for the picnic part? Amen. I am. Amen. <clears throat> so this morning, um, I'm, I'm, I'm starting talking, and if you don't know uh, who I am, I'm Pastor Andy, and uh, thankful for everyone being here. And I'm starting a new, new series this morning called Walking with Jesus. And um, I believe this entire year God has kind of been been leading us to um, what it means to be the church on the move. So, we're, you know, he, he wants us to, to be moving and doing things. So so I've been looking at what, what the Bible talks about um, in regard to going and doing. And when you read about Jesus, if you've ever read the Gospels, you find out that Jesus does a lot of walking around. Um, and it's really interesting to me that now one of the one of the things that that happens in the Gospels very often is is Jesus is just walking from one place to another, and then something amazing, miraculous happens on the journey. And I think too often in in our culture, in our context, we spend so much time uh, just trying to get to point B. But maybe it's, it's between point A and point B where God wants to do something miraculous in our lives and in the lives of the people around us. And sometimes we miss that. So that's what I want to look at uh, for the next few weeks. Um, Jesus kind of spending time on the move and how we too can be like him and on the journey in, in the process from A to B be ministers of the gospel and showing his great love to people around us. So I have a question for you this morning. Um, who loves caller ID? If you have caller ID, there's one hand over there, right? <clears throat> who loves not answering the caller ID when it says suspected spam? Like anybody have a, on my cell phone, right, on mine it says like suspected spam and it's got this like red exclamation point. It's like don't answer it. Um, and I don't. I'm like, well, if maybe my phone knows something I don't know. But caller ID is a very interesting um, thing, right? It's not been around forever, and, uh, you know, even uh, landlines have caller ID. Now, I remember when it was like a first thing, you know, came out, and everyone's like, I, 
my phone has caller ID. You know, and people were like, "Oh, that's fancy," you know. Um, but it's it's such a such a useful thing <clears throat> where we know who's calling, or we know that we don't know who's calling, and sometimes we answer it anyway, and it's always the your insurance or your you know your your car is is liable to be out of warranty, so you better no, it's not. You're a liar. But so I believe that that caller ID has has been something a part of part of our culture for a while now. And <clears throat> when it when it comes to walking with Jesus, I believe he is calling many of us. And sometimes we check the caller ID of our spirit and we say, "Oh, well, Jesus is calling again. Maybe I won't answer this time." Um, in, in the Gospels, Jesus called people 13 times. Throughout the Gospels, the four Gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus said either come, follow me, or follow me. 13 different times. And it's amazing because um, uh, this call, right, like Jesus is just walking along and he says, you follow me, you come follow me, you come follow me. And he is still today saying, come follow me to each one of us every day, all the time. Maybe it's when we get up in the morning, maybe it's when we're at Walmart, maybe it's when we're at our job, maybe it's when we're uh, camping, wherever that may be, Jesus is still making that call, follow me. And are we willing to answer that call? I'm going to look at four different times that Jesus, uh, well, four different responses, three different times Jesus said, follow me, and four different responses that uh, we can often kind of fall into. So if, if you have your Bible and you want to open it up with me, because we don't have screens, uh, I'm actually going to spend the entire time in Luke. So open up to Luke, and we're going to start in chapter 9, verse 57. I've been enjoying Luke. I recently read through the book of Luke in the past few weeks, and so this whole message is from Luke because it's been uh, fun just reading through it on my own, and now I want to share with you. All right, so Luke chapter 9, verse 57 is where we're going to start. As they were walking along the road, right? Jesus is just walking along the road again. As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, or Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, foxes have holes, birds, have, it, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lie his head. Doesn't exactly say what happened to that guy, but he must have just left because it was just a certain man. Verse 59 he said to another man, so he, Jesus, said to another man, follow me. But the man replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to, said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of heaven. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the service of the kingdom of God. Now, so, th th there's actually three different times in this one, but we're only going to look at two of them. We're going to look at, because it doesn't exactly say what happens to the first guy, but Jesus is, is making the comment that when we focus so much on where we live or what's happening, we're not in that journey. The journey becomes, I'm just ready. I I've made it to place number B, or place number B, pl letter B. I I've made it to the place and I'm good here. But there's a journey that we need to travel on. So we're going to look at the second two responses. And the first one is the, the man who said, well, but i, I got to go bury my father. And, and I, I find it very interesting, right? And obviously, like, it's a very important thing. Like, when, 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 when people pass away, you know, care for the family, be there for the family, and, you know, all that stuff is very important in the natural. So that's not what Jesus is saying. He's not saying to actually just ignore people when they're hurting. But what he is saying is that 
that there's something going on and this man is connected. He is so so focused on the things back here that he is not able to follow Jesus. I believe it's this idea that we're not ready to let go of our past. Right? The, the man said, I, I need to go bury my father. Well, w- w- his father has passed away. There's already something gone there. He doesn't actually have anything to go back to. But, there, but a lot of times when, when, when Jesus is calling and he says, come follow me, and he wants us to do something or say something or connect with a person, and we're like, well, I'm not ready to let go of my past. Because sometimes we have a wrong outlook on the world. You know, right now there's a lot of different point of views on the world. The, the world is is just this way, that way, and everybody's just kind of confused and everybody's upset and all that kind of stuff, right? Sometimes we have a wrong out, outlook on the world. Does our outlook come from here or come from somewhere else? Another reason we don't let go of our past is because of unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is such a, such a destructive thing for everyone, whether you are in the church, outside of the church, a Christian, not a Christian. We all have faced hurts in life. And sometimes that unforgiveness is for somebody else, or for ourselves, or for the church in general. There's a lot of unforgiveness. And, and, and when Jesus says, hey, I'm calling you to go and reach out to this person, you say, but that person, I don't know if I have gotten over what happened or what they said or what they did. Unforgiveness. Or, I, they knew me when I was like this, and I, 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 I'm, trying to be, I'm trying to be this person, I'm trying to be a good person, I'm trying to you know, live my life for God, but they, they knew me back there. And I, Jesus, they won't accept it. Unforgiveness hinders so much of our call from God or hurt. Hurt and unforgiveness are very, very similar, right? Unforgiveness comes when there is a hurt, and sometimes it's the hurts in our past that hold us back from, come follow me. Leave that back there. Leave that thing back there. Leave, leave that, that, that hurt, that, that unforgiveness, the, the past you know, worldview or paradigm of your old self. Come follow me because I am the giver of all peace. I have overcome the world. Now in Christ there is now no condemnation. So the hurt, the unforgiveness, the regret from our past sometimes that we just wish we had hadn't done something or we wish we hadn't said something that regret sometimes can overwhelm us and we just get stuck in our past or sin it may just be a personal sin maybe no one knows maybe no one no one knew so it's not a not a thing that has hurt someone or or an unforgiveness but a but a past sin or maybe a current sin that's kind of just that's just like lingering there we just are struggling with it jesus says come follow me and I am the amazing grace. My sins are gone. My chains are gone. He is the one who gives amazing grace. We don't have to be perfect people because he was perfect for us. And when we allow him to, to be the one who cleanses us and say, yes, I'm going to let go of my, my hurt. I'm going to let go of my regret. I'm going to let go of these things and, and truly live in forgiveness through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's when it, we can walk in that call that Jesus has for us because it may be something big or it may be something small or it may be big to you and small to someone else don't ever think that your specific call to come follow me at the grocery store or at your work or or on the main street or here at the church or in your family is insignificant because you all we all have such an amazing important part of God's call So the first response that holds us back is not getting over our past, not being able to let the past go. The second response is from the the second person who who said, well, let me me go say goodbye to my family, right? And family is very important. I love my family. I know you all love your family. And family is very important. And, And Jesus is not saying that we should just leave our family and, okay, well, too bad. They're not on, they're not on board. So I'm just out. Right? That's not what he's saying either. <clears throat> but I believe family is a picture of comfort and safety. Who feels comfortable around your family? Right? 
Sometimes if you go out and you're, you're, you're somewhere, you're you know, in, in church or, or at work or school or wherever you may be, sometimes you feel awkward, right? There's, there's that anxiety like, well, I don't know these people. I, I, maybe I'll just be quiet, you know, like, you know, sometimes, I was, sometimes we get timid, sometimes we, but family represents safety and comfort because when you're at your home, when you're on your couch, when you're in front of your TV or with your wife or your husband or your kids, right? You got your comfy clothes on, your pajamas on. You're just hanging out. You're just relaxing. Comfort and safety. Because you know that the people there love you and care for you. And that is a very good thing. And Jesus is not saying that that's a bad thing. But he's, what he's saying is that is your comfort and your safety in the people around you, the things you know, your family, or is your peace and your comfort and your safety in me? That's why it's difficult, right? The Son of Man has nowhere to lie his head. But do you still have safety and comfort in those situations where, you're, where you don't feel comfortable, you don't, don't know anybody, you, you're going somewhere that you, you have no idea about? And, you know, um, Kristen actually just got back from a missions trip. You didn't know many people there, right? And, and it may not have been comfortable, but God was calling you there. And uh, when we step out and let him be our peace and him be our comfort, it doesn't matter if we're in situations where that don't, you know, aren't the easiest for us. It's so important that when we when we just throw ourselves into Christ's call to come follow me, he will be our strength, he will be our comfort, he will be our strong tower and our rock and our salvation. And yes, family is very important. He's not saying, you know, leave your family. He's saying in that unit build each other up so that when you do go out because he's calling you to this place or that place or to do a thing, you will have safety and comfort, not in knowing that those people are there, but knowing that he is with you. The Holy Spirit is your power. The Holy Spirit is your comfort. And those, those responses um, those responses help us to recognize why we might be kind of Ignoring the call, right? Seeing Jesus call, be like, well, <clears throat> I don't think I have time for that today. I'm real busy. I'll just put that over there. Or I don't think I'm comfortable with doing that today. I'll just put that over there. The, th- the third response is, is again, going to be uh, in Luke. And it's another person who struggled with this feeling. Uh, and it's in Luke 18. Luke chapter 18, verse 18. Luke chapter 18, verse 18. It says, A certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit, inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not give false witness or false testimony. Honor your father and mother. All of these I have kept since I was a boy, he said. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell everything and give to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven. Then come follow me. When he heard this, he became very sad, because he was a man of great wealth. Jesus looked at him and said, How hard is it for, rich, for the rich to enter the kingdom of heaven? Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. So this person, Jesus again said, Come follow me. But there was something again he wanted him to do. And this this. this young man, he walked away sad. And I believe it's because sometimes when Jesus is calling us, the third reason we don't answer that call, we don't pick up the phone and say, yes, Jesus, I will go talk to this person. Yes, Jesus, I will pray for that person. Yes, Jesus, I will call that person. I will go do a thing. Is because we're not ready to leave our possessions or position in life. This young man was a, was a rich man, right? Or he, the rich young ruler, as, as he's called. Uh, he wasn't called in, in Luke, but in other, in other books, the rich young ruler. So he was rich, 
and he was a ruler. Sometimes when, when it comes to the, the place God has put us, he has, he has blessed us overwhelmingly. And we come to the place sometimes where we feel like, well, this thing that I've earned, the possessions that I have, or the position in life is something that I've earned. But all things come from God. Everything that we have, everything that we are, everything that we can do is a gift from God. Amen? God gives us. And yes, you may have worked very hard for the, for the, for the place you are, or the, the job you have, or the, 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 the finances you have, or the stuff you have. You may have worked very, very hard, but it was because of God giving you the breath in your lungs that you had the ability to stand there and work that job, or, or, or the ability for God to put you in a place to get something and do that job. So your position and your possessions are his. Do we really believe that 100% of what we have, 100% of what we've achieved is not for our glory, but for his? Because that's what happened with this young man. He thought he was all that. It was all about him. I, I have too much. I'm walking away sad. It feeds well into that comfort idea. Or, or the, the I've, I, I've gotten here because I, I'm such a great person or I've gotten here because I work so hard. And yes, I'm, it's a good thing God has made us to work hard. That's an important thing, right? God has not called us to be slothful, which is one of the sins, right? But God has called us to say, I've worked hard for the glory of you. Are we doing everything that we have, everything that we do as if he is our boss? as if he is our overseer, if, as if he is our king, or so that we can have, we, we can have the comfy chair, we can have the, the status, we can, we can own the thing or be in charge of other people. Is that why we're doing it, or are we doing it for his glory? Because if we're doing it for his glory, then when he says, come follow me, you know what, that, that stuff that you've saved up, the, 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 pl- the things that you have, I'm asking you to do something with it. And we say, yeah, okay. I will. Maybe not sell it. Maybe give it away. Maybe help somebody with it. Maybe, maybe whatever that may be, God is calling us to not walk away sad because we like this stuff we have, but say that everything that I have, everything that I've earned, everything that I am is yours. That can also be our reputation. Our position in life can also be our reputation. Some of us have good reputations. Some of us have bad reputations. Or maybe you're trying to get out of a bad reputation. But that idea that the way people treat us is a position in life. It doesn't just have to be work. Your position in life can be the way people view you. And that's, that's the idea of your, of your reputation. You, maybe it's because of what you've done, good or bad. But your reputation can pull you away from the call of God on your life. And I do believe that everyone is called of God. You know, and, and uh, our friend, Brother John, last week talked about that. He, he said, we are all called. We are all people who, who are a part and get to join in with Christ in this journey and in this path. Jesus calls all of us to come follow me. It's not just for pastors or, or for the, 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 the people leading. All of us. And that's why I said don't ever look at someone else's gift and think my call is not as important as someone else's. We all have the, the ability and the call to change someone's life. Maybe it's someone in this context or that context or cooking food context. Wherever that may be, we're all called by God to do amazing things. The third response I want to look at is flipping back to Luke chapter 5, verse 27 and 28. Because like I said, Jesus said, come follow me or follow me 13 times. But I'm only looking at three of them today. So... Verse 27, chapter 5, verse 27. It says, After this, 
Jesus went out. So again, he's walking around. Jesus went out and saw a tax collector by the name of Levi. This is, this is also Matthew. So in different uh, Gospels, he's labeled as Matthew, usually known as the one who wrote the book of Matthew. But in this one, he's Levi. Sitting at the tax booth, Jesus said, follow me. Jesus said to him, and Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. Levi does two things. Levi or Matthew does two things. And I, I believe when, when, when Christ calls us, in, in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, or when he called you years ago, or when we, he will call you this week for something, there are two things that we have to do. Get up and leave everything. So getting up, we must move. Jesus is not the God of, of sitting down and being still. Sometimes he calls us to be still because he calls us to sila or, or to Sabbath and, and pause. Rest in his goodness. But often, more often, he is calling us to do something. He is the God of action. And it's exciting. That's why, that's why churches are started. That's why there's movements of God. That, that's why the Holy Spirit is moving and, and influencing people and places all the time because God is the God who moves. And we want to be his people who also are on the move. We need to get up, not sit where we are, not stay where we are, and, and trust in him. And follow, following is an action. We must begin moving. And then he also leaves everything. He doesn't, he doesn't say, well, you know, my past, right? Because Levi was a person who had a pretty checkered past, if you want to call it that, right? So if, it was, it, if those things in, the, in, in your past, the, the reputation, all those things that, that hold us back, unforgiveness, reputation, or getting over stuff, being sad because you're so so blessed that you think you just need to hold on to it or or a feeling of safety and security levi was willing to leave everything because it goes on to say that then levi held a great banquet for jesus in his house and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with him but the pharisees and the teachers of the law who be, belonged to their sect complained to the disciples, well, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered them, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners for or to repentance. Levi was known as one who had turned his back on his people. He was a man who, who worked for the Roman Empire, the, the, one, who, the, the one who enslaved or, or took captive or held down the people of God. And he was like, well, this is a good job. I'm going to take it. And then through that, he, he ripped people off. And through that, he, be, he became a person of bad reputation. And his safety was in a kingdom of this world that was causing hurt to God's people. His safety was from the Romans. And he was willing to give up his safety and to go with people who probably didn't like him very much. And give it all up and say, you know what? I just want to follow this man. Do you just want to follow Jesus? That's kind of where it, where it comes to. Are we so caught up in, in all of these other things that we have a hard time following Jesus, leaving everything, leaving everything and relying on him is giving up our past, forgiving ourselves and getting over it and accepting that, the, that our hope and our peace is in Christ and our safety and our comfort is in Christ. Everything is in Christ. We must accept that our provision and, our, and the promise of God, that he is our provider and we are his children. When we come to that place, it's important that, that, that our, our past reputations, our past hopes, our, our, our past fears, 
all of those things from our past and, and from our current situation that we feel like is, is, is better, we let it go. He is the God who provides for you. So, yes, is he saying that, that you must leave everything? Well, yes. But he's not telling you to give up everything and just let it go and, okay, I'm going to walk away from literally everything and, and, and just go be a hobo on the rails because now I don't have a home, I don't have any clothes, I don't have a family, I don't have anything. I don't have anything. All I have is, is a ho- I'm a hobo on the rails or whatever, wherever you choose to live, you know, maybe in the woods in a tent. Maybe some of you might take me up on that, right? Just give it up. That's not what Jesus is calling us to do. He's just, he's saying, are you trusting in other things or afraid because of other things? Or are you trusting and have peace and comfort and love because of who the Holy Spirit says you are through the work that I did on the cross? Because he is our provider. He is our sustainer. He is our comfort. He is our peace. But there's a lot of things in the world too that we can have as temporary or counterfeit comfort and peace and provision. It's been said that some of the richest people are some of the most depressed people. You know, they have all the money in the world, all the stuff in the world, but they have nothing. Jacob's not out here, but he talks about a video game called Minecraft all the time. And and I believe it's Minecraft that the, the, the creator of this video game, right? So tons of kids play it, like all of them play it, and they make m- millions and millions, I don't know, tons of money. He killed himself. A person that you think, well, he's got it all together, right? He never found real peace real hope, real comfort, and ended up taking his life because the things of this world are counterfeit. Those things that we hold on to, the, 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 the past good things and the past hurts are counterfeit. They may hold us fast for a while and they may make us feel safe and comforted for a while, but in reality, if we don't answer the call that Jesus is saying, yeah, those things are fine, but I'm better. And it's about salvation, but it's also about daily living. And I know probably many of you, most of you, all of you, have come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, but daily are we saying, yes, I still follow you. Yes, I'm walking with you. Or have we said, but Jesus, I thought I was already good. Jesus is still walking around. The Holy Spirit wants to lead us each and every day. It's not just for a one-time thing. It's daily getting up and saying, today I trust you. Today I rely on you. I give my day to you. All that I am and all that I have is yours. Back in chapter 18 of, of Luke, after, after the rich young ruler leaves, In verse 26, it says, um, Those who heard this asked, Who then can be saved? Jesus replied, It is impossible with men, but with God, but is possible with God. It is impossible with men, but possible with God. Peter said to him, We have left all we had to follow you. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Jesus said to them, No one who has left home or wife or brother or parents or child or children for for the sake of the kingdom of God will fail to receive many times as much in the end. And in the end to come eternal life. When we leave our pasts, in the past, when we leave our achievements in, and follow Christ, He is faithful to provide for us. He is faithful to take care of us. And in reality, those things that we have today that seem amazing are nothing compared to what we have in glory in heaven. 
if our point of view is <coughs> excuse me if our point of view is is our benefit here or if our point of view is benefit in our real home that's where we will see real glory so I want to ask you where can you serve Christ is calling all of us to be people who do something to be people who go and act get up and leave everything where can you serve and I'm not saying that, that everyone has to serve in the same place because not all of us are called to the same thing and maybe not all of us can do but what can you do what is God calling you to do today where can you serve where can you give we, we are people who want to be on the move. We want to be people who, who are giving, knowing that all that we have, all that we are, is His. Not just our, our talent and our treasure, but also our time and our tent, if you want to call it that. Our bodies. What are we giving to God? Where can we give? And what are we giving? Everything? Or only a little bit? And where can you mentor or teach someone else? I believe this principle of mentoring and teaching is very important. And I, I, I think it's, it's a great picture of what Jesus was doing, right? The rich young ruler was here. And, and, and so he, he came and he said, I want to follow Jesus. And, and then so Jesus said something. And then he got sad and he left. And then, and then what happened? The disciples asked, are there people in your life that are asking? Because if we are in a place where we've been there, right? Well, I'm I'm in a place where I've I've been a Christian a long time. I've I've served a long time. I've given a long time. Are there people in your life that are growing from you? Because Jesus, if we're following after Him, He wants us to be disciple makers, not just people who, well, I've been serving in this job for 30 years and I'm going to keep serving in this job for another 30 years. What if there's somebody next to you who needs to be taught how to serve in that job for the next 30 years? Because we don't want to get stagnant and stale and say, this is my thing. I've always been here and I always do it because it's not just about it's about teaching others. And lastly, where are you growing and learning? Because no matter how old or young we are, there is something new to learn and grow. We should always be looking. And Christ will call us. Because each and every day, He's calling us to do something and be somebody better, more. And that takes learning and growing because we can't just stay where we are. Levi didn't say, well, I'm good here. I am a great tax collector. I know the books. I know the money. And oh, Jesus, actually, I'm a tax collector. Let me take care of your finances because that's what I know. I'm, I'm your guy. I know numbers. I know money. Let me take care of it. That was not the job that Jesus gave him. He gave that to somebody else. So wherever we are, we need to keep learning and growing in him, understanding, teach me in this, Lord. And he will. The Holy Spirit will always teach us new things if we're willing to listen. So think about that. Think about where you can, where you're serving. Are you serving? Where you can serve? Where you can give? Are you giving? And are you mentoring someone? Because maybe that's your giving. Your giving is not, and maybe your giving and your serving is not doing something, but it's being the teacher, the mentor for someone else, helping someone else to grow in their gifts. And we should always be growing because none of us are perfect. Anybody perfect? Anybody a genius? No, me neither. Following Christ is all about doing, going, speaking, learning, giving, anything and everything for His glory if and when He asks. Are we willing to answer that call? and say, oh, Jesus is calling. I want to know what he wants me to do. And then when the Holy Spirit says, say hi to someone. The Holy Spirit says, let me pay for your groceries. The Holy Spirit says, I bought your gas for you. God bless you. The Holy Spirit says, to do this or to do that. And you just say, yes, Jesus, I will. 
Thank you, Jesus, for giving me the opportunity to be your vessel. And when we do that, we grow and we learn. We become people just like Levi. And say, you know what, this stuff is fine, this stuff is good, but you are what matter. I trust you fully and completely. So think about that this week, today. What is it that God is calling you to grow in and to be? And maybe you and the Holy Spirit have a great relationship, but we can all grow. We can all do something extra. Maybe he's, maybe he's prompting in your heart that, you know what, I, I do have a little bit of time tomorrow, and I can help with the Good Shepherd. Maybe you can. I'm not saying anybody has enough. Obviously, Jesus is not the kind of God who forces anything upon people. But he is looking for willing servants. Are we a willing servant? To say, yeah, I, I can make that work. Where can you be a disciple of Christ and make more disciples? Let me pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you that, that you are... You are infinitely infinite in your love, in your understanding, in your grace for all of us, Lord God. Help us that, that when, you, when, you are, when you are calling us, when you are leading us, when you are guiding us, we ask, Lord God, that you help us to be the people who, who answer that call and, and, and to rely on you and not look to, look to our past successes and past failures or current comfort and safety or, or possessions or position, Lord God, but look to you in all that we have, Lord Jesus. Help us to be people who stand on the foundation that is you, Lord Jesus. You are our rock and our salvation. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil because you are with us, not because we have have all, all the everything figured out and because we know what where we're going, but because you are with us, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, that we can trust and rely on you. We ask that you help us, Lord Jesus, to, to be people who stand firm knowing that you are our salvation. Everything that we have, everything that we are. Lord Jesus, I ask that you, you help us to... Um, serve you as best we can. Lord Jesus, thank you so much that you are giving us the opportunity today and this week to be people called for your glory. Lord God, I ask that your Holy Spirit moves through each person here, Lord God, in Jesus' name, for mighty miracle working power today and this week. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, so in, in a minute, we're going to start with, with having a picnic. It looks like we're pretty good, but um, I'll pray for the food in just a second. But I wanted to let you all know um, that, as maybe many of you have seen or we kind of started talking about last week, we are working on paving the parking lot. That is a thing we're looking at doing. There's a lot going into that, and so we're in the process of talking about it, planning it, and so people have been looking at it. Um, but so we have already had some people give to that pro uh, that program, uh, Exciting Endeavor. I'm going to call it Exciting Endeavor. And so if you have any questions about what it's going to look like or what's happening, um, please let me or, or uh, Lenny actually knows probably a lot about what's happening and what we're talking about. Let us know, and we would love to talk with you more and, you know, kind of give you the vision of what, what we're hoping to do and what, what, what we're planning on doing. And, and if you have the ability, and God's laying on your heart to help us in, in fundraising financially for this uh, endeavor, also let us know that, uh, because there is, there is a lot that goes into it. But through that, we believe that there's something more that can happen. We, we believe that there's, it's going to give not only uh, visually bettering our campus, but also helping with safety. You know, wheelchairs, it's difficult in rocks, you know. 
canes, difficult in rocks. You know, how can we best serve the people of this community and the people in our church? And we, I believe, paving the parking lot is a great step forward. So if you have any questions or would like to uh, ask how you can give to that, let somebody know and we will be happy to um, share as much as we can with you and talk more about it with you because it's not just what we decided. We, we want everybody to be a part of it. So, all right, let me pray for the food and then, right, is it is it ready, Lonnie and Lenny? Or Lonnie and Steve? All right, let me pray for the food and we can start grabbing food, and have a blessed fellowship. Lord Jesus, thank you for this food. Thank you that, that we get to have a picnic uh, and glorify you, Lord Jesus. Everything that we do, we, we, we want to thank and worship you for how good you are. Thank you for this beautiful day that you have given us. Thank you for the food that you have given us. Thank you for everything. We worship and trust you through this fun afternoon. In Jesus' name, amen.